0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Your Music is Bad and You Should Feel Bad. He's Matt, I'm Blake,
1: here we go. Alright, so we're going to talk about New Angra as well as Angry Guy, Angry Metal Guys list. I only listened to the new one, I didn't get a chance to listen to any of the others. There's going to be a problem, especially for the one that he thinks is like, I forget if it's the best or the second best. I pulled but up I, his
0: list, I had it. Uh yeah, um do, 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 scrolly scrolly scroll. So his wait, wait, were, were we talking about his his number 2 or his number 1 which was very questionable. Um uh, his was number 2 is Holy Land?
1: No, that's and, a, that should probably be the number 1 is my thought. But Holy Land? Yeah. Really? Holy Land is the classic.
0: I mean, well, okay. Number 1 I don't know, but his number 1 was uh Aurora concert gens, which i i feel like he threw that in there just to make people argue
1: which we're gonna do so it worked i i doubt <laughs> it i bet i no. i would think he genuinely thinks it is the best well,
0: this, this was another one he he threw right in here um i i honestly don't get why people knock on this album right there the the very very first sentence in the paragraph about it so clearly he is aware that other people don't think this is that great of an album
1: Sure. Clearly, but but he probably also genuinely thinks it's it's really well, good.
0: Sure, that's fine. But he knows he's wrong.
1: Maybe he it's should possible. know he's wrong. It's possible.
0: The point being, um, the new album is not on that list. The new album is very good. Um, I did read their review of it. Also, I think it got a three and a half out of five, which is quote unquote very good. Um but maybe i don't know maybe top five if i had to throw a, a hard and fast ranking at it right away but um I, I, let's, I think we need to talk about what our individual like top threes are why don't you throw yours out there i know we talked about mine a little bit earlier we'll we'll get there but let me i, I don't know what yours are
1: uh i mean okay like to be fair up front it's heavily skewed towards matos because i enjoyed the first a couple Edu albums, but um, as much as everyone loves Temple of Shadows, it also to me kind of sounded like, um, and and this is what other other people said, the same thing is it started to sound more like dream theater. And I feel like, so I feel like there's almost this pre-sounding like dream theater and then post sounding like Dream Theater, and it's like not that it's not like a like a huge thing. It's just like there's like, I even heard it on the new album too. There's sections where you're like, this is a Dream Theater section, and I feel like I you know may- maybe I'm even nitpicking, but I feel like uh the Matos era, even though there was progressive stuff, it wasn't quite that like like Temple of Shadows sounded like they were. They had been listening to dream theater you know and
0: which i would argue is a plus i,
1: I support arguably, that, arguably especially in 2004 there's not enough uh like awful dream theater yet at that point um, valid but uh it definitely is a shift and we'll we'll come we'll talk more about that with the new album because i have some notes on that but um i mean i probably put temple of shadows higher if i actually listened to it more and i i actually meant to for this i didn't have time I'm sure we'll have other Angra episodes in the future at which point maybe we'll do like a more of a full retrospective I just I just have time to listen to like I I know Holy Land angels cry and fireworks from listening to them a ton around like 2000 so that sounds about right I did get a chance to list all
0: those again though and. They are still very solid. Yeah,
1: and it for me it's probably number one is Holy Land, number two is Fireworks, number three is Angels Cry. That's where I would personally put them. Okay. Uh, but given um, there's like I Rebirth, like I never uh, like there's a, a handful of really good songs on it, but then some of the ones that people really like the longer stuff I didn't actually get into that much. Uh, and Temples of Sha- the Tem- uh, Temple of Shadows, is great, but I just didn't, I didn't do it. And so, one of these, I'll give it another listen, especially considering uh, that my position is they have maintained a pretty good level of quality with the recent stuff. So, Fair what enough. are your uh, interests? I
0: I waffle back and forth on what's one and two, and it's between fireworks and Temple of Shadows for me. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, I realize it's Andre versus Edu. It's the the Andre album that's a little bit different than the other albums and it's the uh edu album that's more progressive and of course has all the the guest spots with uh kai and uh Tanzi and everybody so it's mm. it maybe muddied for some people that i, I don't know if that's a I, I don't see it as a detractor i, I think it's fun mm. um but i don't i if i really had to count them out fireworks is for sure my favorite so I'm going to call it number 1. That's fair. Let's Fireworks, Temple of Shadows. Number 3 I I don't know. Uh I, and this is I waffle on this too. I used to think it was Rebirth, and then I listened to Rebirth again this this past couple of days. The production it doesn't stand up to what I thought it did originally, hmm. and that kills it for me. Um, so now I think it's probably, probably Holy Land, almost on okay. the strength of, uh, Carolina the fourth just by itself, which is probably one of their very best songs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. That's so let's see. Uh, like, uh, let me grab the thing. The uh, list up. yeah. Yeah.
0: He wrote a lot of words it makes it hard to scroll through it quickly he should not have done that um, I think the thing we really have to address before we get too far into anything else is this uh, this this delphin whisperer person put fireworks as the very bottom of the barrel and that's to me uh, I show, shows a, a lack of understanding Angra and music? That's that's like saying oh, you know, I just don't like Awake, or uh, let, let's I, I what's another uh, album that a band released, like at the pinnacle of whatever, before that that's like saying I don't like Toto's 4
1: Yeah, yeah, so I think um, <laughs> I do remember at the time it's like saying uh, and, I don't
0: like master of puppets. Uh,
1: but I do, but I do know, I would say that like there was a little bit of a, like the the reviewer kind of talks about um, how certain elements didn't really, uh, they, they seem to leave with Andre and maybe, and you can kind of hear him more in Shaman. And I think that's true. But I think some of those elements were very good. good. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, I think so. Maybe they don't care for that direction. They prefer more of the dream theory and also more of the like straight up power metal. Although it's really is, it's, you know, it's, I hate, I, I power prog was not actually historically a genre. It has just been willed into existence by bands continuing to make that same kind of music for 20 years. Um, I
0: mean, I support it
1: now. I'm it here kinda for is. power metal. And it's, I'm here
0: for making things more interesting. So I'll I'll take some power yeah, prog, even it's if it's fine. kind of it a just, bastard genre. My
1: argument was that right, it didn't you don't necessarily have to make the prog parts in order to make power metal interesting. But sure. but it, it helps.
0: Just, it can right, help.
1: But listening to the new one, that is firmly what they're going for because like yes, I said, there's very much so there's like the very distinct dream theory parts. And I like that Mm -hmm. in this case. So I wonder, I kind of almost want to do a follow-up at some point where we like specifically list, re-listen and review fireworks and the, uh, Aurora consurgents, because I feel like I want to know exactly what they liked about this one so much, thus that they didn't like. I gave it a quick listen. I don't, remember
0: uh anything that stood out to me distinctly um other than, yeah okay it's an Edo album and all of the Edo albums are they're well put together and the songwriting is similar and there are standout songs here and there like anything but I don't know they're very samey throughout the edu era uh, and I guess that didn't work as well for me I did notice uh looking in the, the ranking here that the guy said he came into uh, being an angra fan when it was like the beginning of the Edu era. So he was clearly more. Yeah, I see. Yeah, right exactly. off the bat. Oh, Edu! Right Edu is the guy in this band that I like now. Oh, yep. there was an old guy. Well, fuck him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he sang too high, too much.
0: <laughs> oh my god! He those those uneven power metal. What, what? No, that's it's power metal. That's that's what you signed up for. Like, yeah, fuck off! <laughs> I, yeah, he may be angry. he be yeah. angry, but not liking fireworks. That bastard. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he's, he's a dolphin whisperer He should be
1: here for the the high screechy vocals. Like, what what
0: is this guy's deal?
1: That's true. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> let's talk about cycles of pain, the new album. Uh, I have a lot of notes. Uh, I thought it was very good. I would agree. Uh, is basically the best of that style of music they are doing. Um, I would argue in, in, also in contrast to like Dream Theater, like I'd much rather listen to the new Angra than the new Dream Theater. That's um, fair.
0: That's very fair.
1: And, and I already commented on this, you know, um, the Dream Theater influence that kind of popped up around Temple of Shadows. And it was like people started saying that and then when I listened to the album, I could immediately hear it, and I hear it still. So it's like that influence stuck around, became part of their core sound, and it's 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 hard, to, it's weird because like they did have progressive-y stuff before that, but there was a very different like the way that the kind of sudden shifts, and you're like, this is such an, a contrasting part that like you, you call it like a prog break, right? It's got diddly do's is what I'm saying. Right. It's yeah, got the diddly no, they're, they're
0: absolutely diddly do's, stuttery diddly
1: do's and, yeah, and such. Yeah. So diddly doos do's that seem like they came out of nowhere just because yeah. you can go, Oh, it's different now. And, um, and that's what the prog fans love. If you can do it, but you got It's like a delicate balancing act, obviously. Like if you go too far, people be like, I oh, just, well, and the, the nice thing together. about a band
0: like Angra, Angra is uh, for this kind of band, very in the pocket. They have a lot of groove to their style of music. Uh, you, you could stay, say the stereotypical oh they're Brazilian, they got the samba beat, they're, you know, no nah, who, who gives a shit about that? The point is, they, they do have do a really also, good groove.
1: Yeah, and they do also, though, works. have, like, you still hear here and there the, the sort of Brazilian traditional influence, oh, yeah. which I also thought was one of the cool things. Uh, Vida the Seca. Too.
0: The song that starts off with the uh, guy speaking, por- or singing in Portuguese in an entirely different, more like I don't know, uh, whatever kind of pop nineties sort yeah. of, uh, adult contemporary, which I, I enjoyed that. And then it gets into a really heavy part of the song and, and the whole thing is very good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's I was,
1: right there on the comment forefront. on that same song. That, it's a good song. What do you got? Uh, it, it has, like you say, yeah, it has that actual Brazilian influence. Although the funny part is that, uh, like uh, right, it has like a bit of an adult contemporary vibe, and it reminded me of like '80s Toto vibes. But that's ironic because it's like the actual Brazilian influence reminding me of what may have sounded accidentally vaguely Brazilian, just because they found some, you know, marimba patch or something. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's so that it's like accurate. unironic '80s white guy music that I'm reminded of because of the genuine brazilian influence in in the in angra's music um, you know
0: i also had a toto moment and it's entirely possible that people are gonna start thinking that we are just uh, obsessed with toto and they're right so that's fair
1: would not be wrong, but, but that um, and i was listening true.
0: to holy land and there was something that reminded me of a, a toto uh passage from one of the later albums and i was i was gonna look it up uh didn't yet i will have to hunt that up it was specifically uh the holy land track um Shit, I don't even remember what part. I will I will hunt it up, and we'll talk about Toto yeah. and Angra <laughs> further.
1: That's a cool, I mean, somebody was just heavily influenced by Toto and Angra. They could probably uh, form a pretty sweet uh, yacht metal band. I support this. Right, so Possibly I, a
0: samba yacht
1: metal. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A little extra boogie. Let's see. Uh, so I have a few track notes. Uh, right into the storm. Lots of ditty That's the big doos. single, right? I it's I like the leave, second I track, probably I think maybe. It's... Okay, it seems fair like enough. it could be. I don't know. I don't actually know, but uh, yeah, it's it has a lot of the, the the ditty and the dream theaterisms. The whole uh, album does. Yes. Uh, and then, I noticed that the song after it, Dead Man on Display, is kind of contrasting to that it's a little more straightforward a little more sing-songy uh it still has diddly do's but not as much and a little more of a sort of clean hooky uh you know m- melodic structure i i think i think they do a good job of balancing that you know That's unlike fair. there's, there's point counterpoint right
0: it, right it balances out
1: also, uh, right into the
0: storm is the video single
1: okay verified. oh yeah i should probably i haven't watched that um and then my it's my, my, not my an only... exciting
0: video, but... My it's, only, it, I meant video.
1: My only complaint of Dead Man on Display is that Fabio kind of goes into the rhapsody zone with his vibrato, where he, he oh, vibrato <laughs> vibrato is so wide. I, would, I might argue like, that
0: that's present throughout as well. It's like three pitches, but
1: but I don't yeah. think it's as I, I never feel like I notice it as much on Angra versus Rhapsody. Whereas I feel like on Rhapsody, because he's intentionally going for more operatic, classic, you know, neoclassical. Uh, it's more egregious and at least to me, annoying. Um, That's fair. So, Speaking I mean, of operatic, yeah,
0: there was yeah. the one song with the uh, operatic, I think male and female vocals, and I don't mm-hmm. know who did those. I assume that the male uh, operatic was not Fabio because it was a, I don't know if it was like a, a bass as opposed to he's a much, much higher voice. I, I don't mm-hmm. think he has that kind of range, but. That would be hellaciously impressive if he actually did that. that. Shocked the hell out of me.
1: Yes. Um, I'll have
0: the, to find out who those people are.
1: The guests were Amanda Somerville and. Oh, that, that makes sense. Yep. And uh, Juliana DiAgostino. That's two.
0: The, yeah, there were different lady guests. parts.
1: Um, and so I don't know.
0: Tell me that he's saying the adult contemporary part too. That would be something.
1: That was the adult contemporary on Vida Vida Seca? Vida Seca, yeah. Uh, Let's find out. I'm sure there's... Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, Faithless Sanctuary and Vida Seca channel a celebratory nature, the latter featuring a seductively joyous Bittencourt harmonizing with Brazilian star Lenin in Portuguese language. Resplendent. So is that Bittencourt, maybe? Rafael Bittencourt?
0: Well, that would be impressive.
1: Yeah, and actually that makes sense because he's kind of done gradually more singing... I think throughout the years. Like I know I he's like always oh, he sang out a song or two live when it's on at Prague Power. So, you know, maybe that's well, maybe good that's for him. Thing.
0: That was good stuff. I enjoyed yeah. that. I'm in fact gonna probably listen to that a few more times. I think that was kind of the standout song on the album for me, other than I mean, you know, the big signal and whatever else, but that that one stood out a lot.
1: Yeah, that was very cool. Uh and different. Um so I I made the observation on this album that another very key power prog prog power progressive power metal powered prog metal um, is Easy that there. you're skipping the average <laughs> song length is perfectly like on this album five to six minutes right that's like the average because you'll have like they don't on this album they don't uh, have anything super long um no, no 10 minute long carly no. no no 10 minute long on this one but they have on other albums Shame. and then but then you balance it out because there will be like a three minute song or a two minute song somewhere and the intro tracks and shit so like i think the average the you know the mean uh still ends up being like five six minutes and this album is all five six minute songs just about um although they do have a, a part one part two with like what's it's a one minute Intro five and a half. So like that's almost seven if you c- count those together. And it's 58 minutes long. It's like a perfect hour, perfect prog album length for uh those who aren't sick of albums being really long yet.
0: It's, it's well calibrated to the the reviewers' uh habits, um <laughs> the uh, the discography people and whatnot on, on the socials will be like, oh, this this album, it's it's a good length, it doesn't have bloat, it's all the songs are listenable because they listen to too many albums and I guess I can understand why they don't want them to be long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it exactly. seems like a
0: bad reason, but I guess I get it.
1: <laughs> exactly. They hate
0: metal because the songs are long because it takes them too long to review them. <laughs> Dorkscography. That's what the social I was, I was trying to think of. Oh, okay. I, I follow that a bit and it's, I constantly have to hear, Oh my God, the songs are so long. Oh, why does this album go on forever? I'm like, that's, that's a 40 minute album. These, these can't all be uh, 20, 15-minute punk albums. I realize you have to listen to a lot of things to review them, but sometimes people have to have time to uh, play, yeah. <laughs> explore concepts, do what they're going to do.
1: Adult contemporary thing also reminded me of another label that at certain times has meant adult contemporary, but it also kind of has a couple other meanings, which is AOR.
0: Nah, yes, I support AOR.
1: I'm which is supposed to be album-oriented rock?
0: False. Arena-oriented rock? That's definitely not. <laughs> no. That's that's what uh, Frontier, which is the foremost uh, label in AOR right now, will tell you.
1: Okay, but uh, it's like forty-year-old genre. And okay, I I used to think it meant like adult-oriented rock, you know, like adult contemporary, and also because it was the name for. It was like the label for butt rock when after butt rock was out of style because it was mostly like a European thing. Right. It was like a, if a lot of
0: it was really bad, stupid butt European
1: rock, hair glam. Butt rock but there's also a lot band. of it that's kind of more smooth rock, well, that's which the I thing, think though. is what you're getting. It's, at. But it's also basically like power metal light. Like if you take out the super it's like slow power metal right a little bit like or soft power metal like that's how i thought yeah that's always got brought together with like prog power and stuff there are a lot of bands with the most
0: forgettable names like fm and heat
1: (laughs) yeah but like it was uh so so album you know it was supposed to be like oh it's like we are still this kind of rock band but we are album oriented because there are no hit singles (laughs) and so
0: See, that's another, uh, I, I got a question uh,
1: where you got that
0: definition. Cause that doesn't make that much sense to me. A lot of the bands are very, these are radio singles. This is, these are songs that are going to play on the radio. And that's kind of what arena bands are trying to do. Cause they want to play the hits cause that's what gets people in arenas.
1: Yeah. So, so. album oriented rock, AOR originally called album-oriented radio, is an FM radio format created in the United States in the late 1960s that focuses on the full repertoire of rock albums and is currently associated with classic rock. Uh, U.S. radio stations dedicated to playing album tracks by rock artists from the hard rock and progressive rock genres initially established album-oriented radio, again, because there were no hit (laughs) singles, very few hit singles. In the mid-'70s, A.R. was characterized by a layered... Mellifluous sound and so again that, but that overlaps with sure. uh, You're pulling this off Wikipedia. Rock, yes, this is uh, Wikipedia. Well, by that, I would argue it. You know, it again. uh, By the time I heard it, I was like, "What is album oriented?" And I had assumed, "Oh, the term is also commonly conflated with adult-oriented rock." Hmm. Um, That they they don't don't explain it, but again, it's adult-oriented because it's about butts, and so like anytime it's (laughs) like butt rock. But not in the U.S., right? It was a big European. But like, it started. The label started in the U.S., but um, I believe there's like so many of these bands that were just like, okay, they're not technically a power metal band. They sound like a power metal band if you took out all the the Halloween parts, right? The real fast parts, and it's like to AOR? some extent.
0: I can think of a couple of bands that do have some pretty fast parts. Like I said, well, I that too. They to can, they can be.
1: They, it, it overlaps. It strongly overlaps with power metals. The point, and that's why we're. Kind of mentioning it because but but the the adult it's contemporary kind of
0: like yacht power metal.
1: The, uh, but it's but nah, rarely rarely do they achieve proto yacht status. Uh, um, right. they could, but they usually don't. Wait, right, um,
0: it's it's right there, but they're just they they're usually missing something.
1: But that right, that's the adult contemporary, definitely overlaps some yacht rock, but not all. So it's that same kind of thing. The AOR is like close, but not quite. Uh, not quite
0: there. Uh, Either way, I appreciated a little bit of something I would have heard on 1011 uh, WIXX Green Bay's Greatest Hits or whatever the <laughs> fuck their tagline was way back in the day. 100,000 watts of power. Absolutely. Yeah, Wisconsin radio, that's that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Get over yeah. it. It's fine. Everyone knows it. <laughs> everyone it. Everyone.
1: Wisconsin everyone. radio. Yes. Well, everyone in Everyone, Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, <laughs> everyone within radio range fm range right so i only had one other note which is that in in gods of the world is when they go overboard with the dt stuff and they're like we are a prog band fuck you like power no but prog we are prog now get used to it you should be used to it we been doing it a long time but that one track i was just like okay i get it get it y- you I, I know why, and- they should tour the dream theater like they I should would, I would much rather pay too much to see Mike Portnoy in Dream Theater again if Angra was also there. You know what one of the biggest problems I think with
0: that might be, though? Was that? And this was kind of one of my mental notes. There were many times, many, many times this album where I was like, oh, Fabio is doing Labrie right now better than Labrie has done it in a long time.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, he's going to do Tell anything better and more consistently than Labrie. I mean, he
0: wasn't doing Labrie better than Labrie Plus, with for the hair, much of this
1: album. With the hair, like some fans who don't know the band, they might get confused. They'd be like, did a younger James Labrie just show up? What is, why is he sound Italian? <laughs> like, just uh, say what's going on? Is this the hologram? <laughs> why would they have the hologram open for the real one? Um, yeah, no, that's a very good point. It would it, be It would be risky for them. Dream theater, risky a little samey, yeah. But It'd I mean, be, it would be, I'd it would go, be cool. but I would definitely go to that. See the issue, they should they should make that happen. Um, I, agree. I mean, uh, either that wonder... or they should play
0: on uh, Mad with Power, or because uh, apparently, Mad with Power is gonna announce their uh, their co or their, their second headliner like tomorrow, I think. I wanted to start some irresponsible rumors about it, but I'm not going to have any time to do that now. So I'm just going to throw it out there. I want it to be three inches of blood. Ty was just in Toronto. They're Toronto. Blah, blah, blah. Why not?
1: Nice. Yeah. Irresponsible.
0: Cool. That's that's the best kind of rumor.
1: Yeah. Sounds believable. Right. I'll I'll repeat it until I've told it. It's until tomorrow. It's not true. Right.
0: Hey, they've got, I think three inches of blood has three shows uh, planned now. They were talking about, um, you know, if, if those are a thing, they all work out, I have three inches of blood. I think would be a good fit for that fest. I yeah. I don't know. People might disagree with me, but I think it'd be fun. No, I, I think, think they could use or the, the tour tour, the show could use more fun bands as opposed to bands that are no, no, we're totally fun. We're part of the, the new wave of nice metal buds, but I think a lot of the bands aren't that fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, Maybe yeah, I definitely fun within themselves, among themselves. I'd like a little more exciting other headliner. Right. I'm going to go. Um,
0: Maybe it's going to be Rush on their comeback tour.
1: Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that will be our next episode. Stay tuned. Uh, it's there. Stay tuned. It's coming. And, in, in like a week, probably. As uh,
0: you don't want to miss that one. That's that's gonna be fun. Oh yep.
1: God. We'll discuss. Getty be... uh, Lee said some stuff that he's probably gonna regret. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, do you have anything else on the new Angra?
0: Um, it's it's really good. I need to listen to it again. Um, I I guess I would put it like I said, probably top five overall of their albums on kind of re-listening. Outstanding production throughout. Fabio sounds great. Uh I you know, I was gonna ask I was gonna look. Um, was
1: this recorded
0: at all with Kiko? Or was he completely gone
1: when this I was recorded? I think he's been gone. Um, let me see when he I I because I remember he did like a guest solo on the last album. And um like he really left the band. Like he okay. in apparently 2015 is it? Yeah, when he joined Megadeth, he was like a uh, daughter. so they well, got another so guy. Point... Uh, they got another guy, and so that's why when we were talking about he should go back to, a- you're like uh, they got there another go. guy. I'm like, well, so did Iron Maiden, and so three right. guitars. That's the that's the one of the rare exceptions they can get away with it.
0: 10-4. Well, that was going to be my point is that I don't hear any drop off without Kiko around. Um, not saying anything bad about Kiko. He can obviously play, but. They don't sound like they're missing anything. They don't sound like they've lost a step. They sound better than they
1: have in a long time or ever. So yeah, I, well, I definitely think really good. Yeah. Raphael Vittencourt is definitely like the, I think the creative drive of the yeah. band. And so is he the ways- only all whole whole time
0: member? I know mm-hmm. they've had a good amount of turnover and obviously Andre, Edu, uh, what's his face, Fabio.
1: He might be, um... Kiko and
0: and like they said, Andre left, and he took the rhythm section. So I guess I would assume that if the rhythm section left, then and Kiko left more recently. That's
1: everybody except he's for the, yeah, he's the only original guy. His band now, and I think probably was kind of originally too. Um, yeah, it's uh. They switched uh, bass players. They switched drummers. Old classic drummer came back for a while, then left when around when Kiko did, and now so yeah,
0: you're saying they're a prog Power band. That's that's the thing. That's what we yeah. do.
1: It's just um, uh, it's Raphael Bittencourt. But yeah, like you said, it, he you can tell it kind of maintains um the same style and quality of writing. Uh,
0: Shitloads of credit to Raphael. Still yeah, still absolutely. around sounding as good as they've ever sounded. So
1: absolutely and uh and again fabio fantastic
0: he's a highlander uh, or an immortal i guess but it's funnier yeah, to call
1: him highlanders Yep, yeah, an italian highlander um <laughs> i would definitely go see them uh like and subscribe and if you're listening on uh like apple podcasts uh leave us a review or a rating if those are still things that
0: Absolutely.
1: Oh, and just wait. We're
0: going to have more content for you to argue about in the comments. And that's what we love. Keep it coming. Yeah.